0: We are in Yvamos, Gimel Mabes, in the middle of 73b. And the Gemara now is continuing the discussion of the differences between Truma and Meiser Sheni. And the Gemara mentioned that there were two cases. We had a Mishnah, which had a whole list of cases of the differences between Truma and Bikurim on the one hand and Meiser Shani on the other. And then Meiser Sheni and Bikurim on the one hand and then Meiser uh, and then Chuma, on the other hand. And the Gemara pointed out that there were two cases that were left out. That's how we got onto this discussion. There are two cases that were left out of the Mishnah. And in the last recording, we discussed those two cases and the sources for them with regards to Meister Shani and Bikurim. <coughs> Today, in this recording, we will discuss the source for Chuma, whether the fact that Chuma does not have these halachas, they do not have these laws. So, again, just to review. Truma is the produce that one has to give to the Kohen, and the Kohen eats from that produce a certain amount. Maeser Shani is 10% of your produce on years 1, 2, 4, and 5 of the seven-year cycle. And that is brought to Jerusalem, is brought to Jerusalem, and you eat it in Jerusalem, not the Kohen, but you eat it in Jerusalem. Bikurim is a sort of a mix where it's the first fruits, the first of your produce, and you have to bring that to Jerusalem. However, you bring it, but you have to give it to the Kohen. You do have to give it to the Kohen, which is why it has aspects of both. But the Gemara did say that there are two laws which apply to Ma'aser, which do not apply to Truma. Number one is the fact that for or Shani, for the for the produce that's brought to Jerusalem, you are not even if it becomes impure. Once it becomes impure, you're not allowed to eat it. Uh, but even if it becomes impure, you are not allowed to get benefit from it <coughs> by burning it. You're not allowed to get any benefit from it. As opposed to Truma, Truma, you could get benefit from it after it is burnt. So the Gemara says, how do we know this? can be Truma How do we know this is true? Amra Bivou Amr Byokhan yochanan says, the Amr Kra, the verse says, Lo It says with regards to my Sushani, and this was the search for my Sushani, that I I never burnt it when it was impure. I never got any benefit from it. I didn't burn it for my benefit when it was impure. And they infer from the verse. It says, I never burnt it when it was impure. It, implication being, that I never burnt it. <laughs> but there's something else that I could burn. What could I burn? I could burn, let's say, the oil. Chuma oil. Chuma oil. Oil that was given to the Kohen. Uh, even if that if, that gets burnt, if it gets uh, impure, so then I'm allowed to get benefit from it uh, by burning it. It says, specifically for my sushini, coming to exclude... Truma. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Um, Why do we say that it's coming to exclude Truma? To say that Truma, no, Truma you could burn. Meister you can't. But Truma, you could. Maybe it's coming to tell us that we're excluding not Truma, but actual kachim. Actual, whether it's sacrifices or flour or oil, that they're brought in the base of Migdash for the for the purposes of bringing sacrifices into the base of Migdash. Um, maybe it's coming to exclude that. To say that if it became impure, let's say the oil became impure, something that you're going to use in the base of Migdash became impure, so that maybe you're allowed to get benefit from it. Maybe that's what it's coming to exclude. Who said it's talking about Truma? All, we know that, all that we know from the verse is that Maeser Shani, which becomes impure, uh, so then for that, you uh, cannot burn it for your own benefit. But maybe, who said it's coming to exclude Truma? Maybe it's coming to exclude things that I bring into the base of Migdash for the purposes of bringing sacrificial offerings. So the says, no. No, we can't, we can't. Lab Homer isn't this, can we deduct this from logical reasoning? If by Meister shani we say that, you cannot burn it after it becomes impure for your own benefit. Certainly, Kodesh, certainly these sacrificial offerings, which are viewed as very holy and more stringent, you cannot get benefit from it. Well, the Gemara says, wait a minute. So then if that's the case, truma also is more stringent than Meisr sheni. So then we should also come to some logical conclusion to say that truma you also can't get benefit from it after it becomes impure. The Gemara says, no. But we have a drusha. We expounded upon the verse, which said you're not allowed to get benefit from it, from Meiser, as opposed to something else. So there must be something, that there must be some item which you could get benefit from after it becomes impure. Uh, but with regards to anything else, we could have the Kava We could have this logical reasoning to say, you know what, For everything else you cannot get benefit from. But The Gemara wants to know, Umar Royce, How do we know which one to choose? How do we know that we're coming to exclude Truma, to say that Truma you could get benefit from by burning it after it became impure, as opposed to Kodesh, as opposed to as opposed to by Kudjam, by the sacrificial offerings, or by the by bringing oil in the base of Megdash, in the temple. How do we know one versus the other? Same where it says Mistaver Kodesh Lomantina Shekane pancakes. We say that Kodesh, we're trying to figure out this is what we've seen in the past. When we have such a question, we ask, well. Which one is more stringent than the other? We have, we're comparing and contrasting uh, the offerings that are brought in the base of Hamikdash on the one hand and Truma. So, which one is more stringent? So, we have now a list. So, by Kodesh, by sacrificial offerings, we have different concepts called Pigol and Nosar, which are, without getting into specific details, uh, these are different ways in which you could make the sacrifice. Disqualified because of specific timing and intentions. So we won't get into that right now. Karban, the fact that it's brought into the base of Mikdash, into the temple. When it comes to Truma, you don't have to bring it anywhere. You can eat Truma anywhere. The Karban, the sacrifice has to be brought to the base of Mikdash. Kares, that there's a a very severe punishment um, of Kares um, involved if one eats the Karban in a state of impurity, that Harashi understands it. Meila, I missed meila. Meila is that there's you're not allowed to use the offering in any way uh, for your own personal benefit. Uh, it has to be given to Hashem. Vaaser le'onin. And finally, uh, somebody who just uh, lost an immediate relative that day, they're not allowed to uh, be involved in the sacrificial offering. So we have various laws. Which reflect upon the, the the stringency of kachim over truma. None of that applies to truma. So the gemara says, "Wait, now what about the truma? Truma also has certain uh, certain aspects of it which uh, Im- have imply that it is more stringent than kachim. It doesn't apply to kachim." Adrab truma lo mitina We should say that truma is viewed as more stringent, and therefore. It is not telling us. The verse is not telling us that to exclude truma, which you could get benefit from, by burning it after it's impure. No, because truma mach paz There's an acronym for misa, that uh, if somebody eats it, eats the the truma in a state of impurity, they get the death. They get uh, the death penalty, the chomish, and also if a non kohen eats it, so then they're not allowed to. If they do eat it. They have to pay back that which they took, plus a fine of a fifth. Furthermore, you cannot be poda the, the truma. You cannot uh, transfer the holiness of the truma onto some other object, which you're allowed to do uh, without getting into details. You're allowed to do that with, when it comes to the sacrificial offerings. Vasur uh, arm And finally, it's, uh, forbidden for, uh, it's forbidden for a zar. It's forbidden for a for a non koain, to eat from the. Uh, to eat from the truma. Uh, and when it comes to some of the sacrificial offerings, not all of them, but when it comes to some of them at least, uh, a czar, a non-kohen, could eat from it. After it's brought in the base of Mikdash, uh, there are parts which the non-kohen could eat from, as opposed to truma. Truma is exclusively uh, given to the to the kohen. So basically we have two lists here. We have, li- we have a list for kadshim, which reflects how the the severity of Kachim and how serious Kachim is, about the fact that you have to have the right intentions in mind and that you bring it to the base of Migdash and you're not allowed to use it for your own personal benefit. Uh, There's a punishment of Kareis, of an early death. Um, If one eats it when they're in the state of impurity, how you're not allowed to uh, partake in the sacrificial offering if uh, you had experienced uh, a relative who passed away that day. None of that applies to truma, but also on the other hand, truma has certain aspects of it which are also uh, reflect its level of severity uh, above and beyond kod above and beyond sacrificial offerings in the sense that um, it gets the death penalty if it's eating in a state of impurity. Uh, it, a czar, a non-koan, is not allowed to eat from it, uh, and there's also a fine of a fifth, and also the fact that you cannot be poedate, you cannot transfer its holiness onto something else. When it comes to sacrificial offerings, you could, at a certain stage, you would be allowed to transfer the holiness and put it onto something else. So which one do we pick? Sigmar says, two answers. To prove how, uh, by kachim, really it is more severe. Number one, Hanach If you just play the numbers game, by kachim there are more aspects of it to reflect the fact that it is more stringent. Since it's more stringent, therefore we're going to say, and even if it becomes impure, you're still not allowed to burn it and get benefit from it. As opposed to truma, because there's a drasha, because we expand upon the verse, what are we gonna what are we gonna come to say? We're not gonna say kachim. We're gonna say truma. That truma you in fact could benefit from once it becomes impure, as long as you uh, burn it, you would have to burn it, and then you could get benefit from it uh, through the burning. Ebi is same. Alternatively, how do we know that uh, kudshim is more severe? So this is the like the the final blow carries adifa. Because karis is involved, uh, the concept of, of a punishment of an early death. And karis also reflects it. There's different types of karis, but it also could reflect not just an early death physically, but also spiritually to a certain degree, depending on there's a whole, there's a whole discussion. What does karis exactly mean? It could be a spiritual death of the Nishama, uh, very that's extremely severe, uh, of the of the soul itself. There's different for different situations, there could be different types of the kares that we're referring to. And so therefore kares, that really um, beats everything else. And so since kares is what happens when it comes to kachim, that there could be a punishment of kares, depending on what you do, when it comes to kachim, when it comes to the sacrificial offerings, we view that as more severe. Therefore you cannot uh, burn it after it became impure and get benefit from it. So therefore, when could you burn it and, and get benefit from it after it becomes impure? It must be referring to truma. And that's the conclusion of the Gemara. The Gemara continues and says, well, there's also a second difference. A second difference is that uh, we mentioned in this list the other cases that were added onto the list. Uh, we said that when it comes to Meisr Shani, uh, that if it became impure, the produce became impure, so then uh, if you were to eat it, it's a negative commandment. As opposed to Truma, Truma is not a neg- it's not allowed, but it's not a negative commandment. So the Gemara wants to know, where do we know this from? You don't it's not a negative commandment, but it's still not allowed. me nalan. what's the source? Because the verse says, We pointed out that when it comes to Maïsershani, we said Bisharecha that uh, you have to eat it in your gates. Um, that you would have to eat a bisharecha. sorry not in the context of Maish Roshani in the context of of a different case of of a korban a sacrifice which becomes disqualified it says that you're allowed to eat it you're allowed to eat it even if it becomes impure that was something that we discussed in the last recording even if itself if even if it becomes impure you'd be allowed to eat it lazeh specifically that when it comes to that case of but not for something else such as truma so therefore we see by truma is forbidden it's not on the level of a negative commandment but it's an inference. It's b'ama It says when it comes to a korban a sacrifice which becomes disqualified, you can eat it. Uh, given the circumstance, you can eat it in its state of impurity if it becomes impure, uh, as opposed to something else. That's an inference. It's not an explicit negative commandment. It's an inference, and so therefore, truma also it's not allowed. You don't get. It's not a negative commandment. It's not as severe as ma'aser Shani, but it's also not allowed. Okay, we have one more line, and this one line. Now, reverse back to our original discussion. <laughs> if you remember, originally, how did we come on to this whole topic of Bikurim, Truma, Meiser? The way we came onto this topic was because we asked the question, we said an RL. Our whole topic of, of this chapter is an RL, somebody who's not circumcised. We know that they cannot eat Truma, they cannot eat from the Pesach offering. We asked, are they allowed to eat Meiser, Shani? Could they eat the Meiser Shani, the, the produce that's brought to Jerusalem on years 1, 2, 4, and 5 of the cycle? And we tried to bring down a Mishnah as a proof, because the Mishnah said originally that there are differences between Truma and Bikram on the one hand, and Ma'aser Sheni on the other, and it did not mention in the list the fact doesn't uh, didn't discuss an RL somebody who's not circumcised. Implication being that they have the same law, and therefore just like by Truma and RL cannot eat Truma, so to Ma'aser Shani and RL cannot eat Ma'aser Sheni. That was what the Gemara uh, suggested. The Gemara rejected this because the Gemara rejected this because the Gemara said you can't bring any proof because from the end of the Mishnah. We could prove that this list is not is not an exact list. There are other cases which could also apply in terms of differences, in terms of whatever they're discussing, the different differences that, that they're making a list of. Uh, it, it, and there's much more. There are more cases beyond just what's mentioned in the Mishnah. So if that's the case, when it comes to the, the first half of the Mishnah, about the differences between Truma and Maishr Shani, it doesn't mention Ara, but that's not a proof to anything, because it could be that it doesn't mention it, even though there is a difference. So the Gemara now just has one line. Amar um, Ravashi says that you didn't have to even come on to the second half of the Mishnah to prove that it's uh, it's an inconclusive list that it's that it's not an exact list uh, because even from the first half, even in terms of the comparisons between Truman and Bikurim on the one hand, the Ma'aser on the other, it's also uh, not an exact exact list. Why? Because by Truma and Bikurim, we say that that applies every single year, every single season. Truma and Bikurim, it applies. Uh, giving produce to the Kohen and also Bikurim bringing in true slime and giving it to the Kohen, that applies every single year of the seven-year cycle. Meister Shani only applies in years one, two, four, and five. So that's a big difference between Truma and Meister Shani. And that's not mentioned in the list. So we see from here that the list is not uh, an exact list number two this is what Ravashi also points out is Ein when it comes to Shani, if you have Shani, they have to bring true slime you're allowed to be Pode, which means that you're allowed to transfer its holiness onto coins and then bring it back to produce to eat from it later on but you could transfer the holiness onto something else that does not apply to truma so we see that's another difference so Ravashi just points out these two differences to prove to us that uh, that the list is not an exact list. And it really r- goes back to our original discussion. So, Shmamina, that concludes it, and we're on the very top of Ayandal and Manalf, 74a. The Gemara, uh, beginning in next week's recordings, uh, will begin to go back to the original question. They'll try to bring proofs to the original question. We finished this whole discussion of Truman Miser and Bikurim, but it's going to go back to the original question Can an RL is an RL? Somebody who's not circumcised? We haven't answered it. Somebody who's not circumcised, are they allowed to eat Meisser Shani? Is, is it permissible for them to eat? Uh, the produce that is brought to Yerushalayim on years 1, 2, 4, and 5.